It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. <laughs> Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. 17-7, Hamilton leading Saskatchewan. Third quarter about to begin. Kevin Kisner leads the British Open 5-under, has a one-shot lead over three golfers. You can text us at 630-630. Our open line number is 780-496-0063. I want to remind you that some guests on the show get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Check out the new spring chicken menu with spring-inspired fix and start your salivating at northchickenyeg.com. Great to have A.J. Armstrong on the show. Very promising young golfer, 21 years of age, playing at Washington State. St. Albert native, he wins the Alberta Amateur today, well, over the last four days, wrapped up today at Red Tail Landing. A lot going on in the city. I mean, uh, sure, Eskimos are on a bye. It's not hockey season, but we had the golf happening today. Uh, We got the uh, Canadian swimming trials going on at the Kinsman. We'll get an update from Quinn Phillips from Global in a couple of minutes here. Uh, Richard Funk, by the way, the Edmontonian who we had on the show, the breaststroker we had on the show earlier this week, he won the 100-meter breaststroke last night. Uh, one minute, 1.02 seconds. Pretty strong swim from him. It was great to have him on the show. Uh, so he gets the victory there. The, this is And this is going to be a first for Inside Sports, I believe. Uh, there's a, the Canadian Open water skiing event going on in Edmonton this weekend. And we got a world champion water skier on Inside Sports, and he's from Alberta. You may not associate <laughs> Alberta with champion water skiers. Well, we got one, and we got him on Inside Sports tonight. And Thigpen has broken loose for a long touchdown for the Riders. So they both pull pack within four with the uh, point after the, the convert, I should say, still to come. John is on the open line. John, go ahead. Hi, Reed. Um, just starting my holidays tonight. I'm going to have a drink to celebrate the return. No, the reincarnation of Gizmo Williams. And we saw it last Friday with our new punt return guy. And he was moving forward when he caught the ball. <clears throat> and he has breakaway speed. And this was in a night where it was a terrible night for hanging on to the ball. And so I think this is really, really important because it gives us a big bonus uh, on the special teams. And people think that fun returning is easy, but you have to catch the ball while you're moving forward, and you have to kind of let your peripheral vision know where other people are and you have to have that breakout speed if there's a seam that opens. And then you've got to hang on to the ball. Uh, and then I think one of the most important things for a punt returner is courage because you know there are times 
when you're going to get whacked pretty seriously. So I just thought that was an amazing performance, and I just, I'm just really pumped up about that. I think that's a huge help for the Eskimos. You're talking about Jordan Robinson, who looks like he does have some speed. He caught a touchdown pass for his first major in the Canadian Football League. That was a, a well-executed uh, play by the Eskimos. And, and I know Jason Moss, uh, I filled in for Morley on the coaches' show on Monday, and he says they, they want to find more touches for Robinson because of his speed, but obviously Gable is the established player there. And, yeah, I, I hope they have more of a threat, uh, threat as punt returner. You know what, John, and, and you follow the Eskimos as close as anybody – since Gizmo retired, and we're talking, you know, a couple of decades ago already, uh, the the Eskimos haven't had a great return game. Tony Tompkins was pretty good when they won the Great Cup in 05. Uh, he ran a kickback in that game. Tristan Jackson had some flashes, and Kendall Lawrence, sorry, Kendall, Kendall, uh, had some flashes as well, but they haven't had a consistently good return game for a long time. No, and you saw that, you know, burst of speed down that sideline run. Mind you, there was two beautiful blocks. Kelvin McCarty uh, took out one guy on the side, and I forget who threw the other one. I think that one of the Canadian receivers. But man, that was nice to see. And so that, I just, I just feel really good about that. I'm looking at the injury list here, and uh, Montreal's the six games. So maybe Adams and Konar and Hightower and Colhoun and Botang. Well, I hope those well, Boating, guys are Boating went on a little to come back, but that that's just going to be a huge boost to the defense. Yeah, but Boating went on a little later, I think, right? Because he played. Yeah, the first, he, he yeah, but out, he played three or four. Yeah, so he has to sit out six games from from that point, or they can yeah. bring him back earlier, and he counts towards the cap. But you're you're right. I mean, maybe getting Adams, Hightower, and Colhoun. Uh, could help the secondary, and I think the experienced money Hunter has been getting hopefully will pay off in the long term. Yeah, he so. looks promising, you know, so uh, uh, good on him. Keep trying. Right on. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Reed. John, always good to hear from you. Long uh, 80-yard touchdown run by Marcus Thigpen of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, now one minute into the third quarter. Hamilton up 17-14, so the Riders get a big play on offense, which is kind of how Chris Jones coaches kind of safe on offense, but but try to have those explosive plays every once in a while and uh, mostly keep uh, field position in your favor with uh, with defense and special teams. We'll keep an eye on that game for you, obviously, until the end of inside. Are they still reviewing this? What is going on? They were lined up for the kickoff. Watching with a sound off, I can't tell. No, I think it's I think it's okay. I think the touch... I, well, there shouldn't be anything wrong with a touchdown, and they already did the point after. So, 17-14 uh, Hamilton leading that game. It is 7-12. We'll take a quick timeout right now. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. to hear a little Vincent Fernier music played on 6.30, Chet. Watch the video before you go to bed tonight. Hey! The one they played late at night on MTV and much music. Not the, not the censored one. That's all I'm saying. 
That's all I'm saying. It's 716. It's Inside Sports on 630. Chad, having a fun show tonight. We've talked to Matt Johnson, the drummer from 5440. We had Brendan Ulrich on the show. A.J. Armstrong won the Alberta Amateur Golf Championship this afternoon. Uh, we got a world champion on the show. Uh, in a sport that I, I don't think I've ever discussed on this show before. So this is going to be pretty cool. It is a world champion water skier, Ryan Dodd. Ryan, you're on with Reed. Thanks for making time for me. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to talk to you. Now, uh, I, I teed up this interview earlier by saying uh, you're here for the, for the Canadian Open uh, water skiing event that is, that is in Edmonton. So, of course, I got a text from a regular listener. So I'm going to start with his question, Ryan. Where do you water oh, ski cool. in Edmonton? <laughs> yeah, interesting question. We Actually, out by Rabbit Hill, there's a private man-made water ski lake called Shalom Park. And uh, it's actually been out there for, for over 20 years. Beautiful venue, and that's where we're skiing. All right, so I, I think some Edmontonians learning about a, a venue in their city they maybe didn't know about uh, before you reveal, yeah. revealed that. So that so that's pretty cool. Ryan, your, your story is an interesting one, because I'm sure when people hear I'm going to have a world champion water skier on, they think, oh, where is this guy from, you know, California, Florida, or whatever. But, Ryan, I'll let you tell the story. Where are you from, and how did water skiing become your, quote-unquote, your thing? Yeah, I mean, the whole story is a long one, but I can sum it up pretty quick. I grew up just uh, east of Old Alberta on a farm. My family has a you know, feedlot, three, three generations. And, uh, yeah, I grew up on a farm. And the family loved to ski out at Sylvan Lake. We had a cabin, just, you know, like a lot of other, uh, you know, Canadian families. We go on the lake on the weekends and have fun. And kind of my dad heard about tournament skiing, and he started to compete. And he, you know, and then when I was 10 years old, he actually built a dam uh, in a little creek on our cow pasture and it filled up with runoff and you know the cows are drinking out of it and we were playing around water skiing and it was uh for me the options were you know you had to work your butt off no matter what so it was either farming or skiing and uh you know if i you know if i was working hard he'd pull me all day so i skied my butt off and you know made the junior national team at 15 and it just kind of took off from there that, that, that's an amazing story, Ryan. Now you're in your you're in your early thirties. Yep. Yeah, I'm 33, and I've skied for Canada. This is my 17th year on the national team. Wow. Okay. Now I, I got to ask yeah. you this: uh, Like, are you are you a professional water skier? Like, do you make enough to to live yep. off this, or how does it work? Yeah, I mean, you got to be inventive, especially at the start when I was getting going. Um, but yeah, I'm a professional water skier. And uh, actually, you know, I represent Canada. I've competed. You know, actually, won a medal, a gold medal at the Pan American Games. So, you know, I'm a I'm a funded carded athlete, just like any other Olympic athlete. And I have been again for, for 17 years. So I'm very thankful. Um, the Canadian government supports us, as well as Alberta Sport Parks and Recreation. So, we got a little support there that gets you going, and then you work hard to get sponsors and compete for prize money and um, just do a bit of everything. And uh, it kind of kind of gets it going. So that, that's amazing. Ryan Dodd uh, joining us. He's telling you the story. Grew up near Olds. He's a he's a world champion water skier. So you've won. What have you yeah. won? The last two worlds. You, you told me this afternoon. Yeah, the last two world championships consecutively. So that was kind of a goal of my life, and it, it took me till I was 20, 29 years old to to get there. I was getting fourth and third and second, and then finally, you know, cracked it. And then I won the last two in a row. And then last year. 
coolest thing I've ever done was I broke the world record. It was on Canada Day. So that was the biggest milestone of my life, and it was randomly on Canada Day. So, oh, awesome. Okay, and that was at Worlds? Uh, yeah, world record. So Okay. So uh, take yeah. take me through this. When, when we're... When you're competing, are you doing uh, for speed? Are you getting judged on on tricks and aerials? Uh, how how do you actually so I, win a competition? I'm a I'm a I'm a long I'm a distance jumper. My discipline is just water ski jumping. All that matters is how far you fly and, and land safely. So, I obviously I'm trying to build as much speed as I possibly can. The boat's going 35 miles an hour. The ski not deepo, and I'm trying to. You know, turn and cut and build as much speed and angle as I can. So I hit that ramp at about 70 miles an hour, the six foot ramp, and my world record is 254 feet, oh. um, or 77.4 meters. So, Jeez. you know, we just land straight on the water. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a few stories high, and the consequences are nasty if it goes wrong. Have you ever been injured? Yeah, plenty. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just part of the deal. It's like, you know, it's probably like a boxer. Like you're getting knocked down. Um, you're up, but it's you know the guys who can recover from it and stay positive and motivated, and just no matter what, work through it. So yeah, I mean, I've had a, I've had a ton of stuff. All right, and I'm thankful to you know be still jumping. So your world record, 254 uh, feet. Are, are what other yep. disciplines are there within water skiing and, and some of the events people will see this weekend? Yeah, so water skiing consists of three disciplines. Slalom skiing, skiing, and jumping. Slalom skiing, you're on one ski. There's six buoys, and that's when they turn and they spray, and they make it harder by shortening the ropes so it's harder to get to the buoys. Trick skiing um, is similar to wakeboarding or gymnastics on the water, basically. You don't know, you know, it's a super dynamic sport. And then the last one is distance jumping. I grew up doing all three disciplines. Um, and then as I got older, I specialized. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll see at the Canadian Open this weekend all three events and some amateurs combined with the pros. And information on uh, uh, worldwaterskiers.com, you can get some info, or just get on Facebook and look up Canadian Open, and or just drive out to Shalom Park. Okay, and now when are you so, going to be competing? If because now people are hearing you, they might they might want to see see you. When are you yeah, going to be out yeah, there? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I'm competing in jump, which is usually the last event of the day, and I'm usually top seed, so most likely, you know, between 3 and 5 p.m. is when the men jump finals will be on, that's probably Saturday and Sunday. You know, Sunday's the finals, but Saturday's kind of prelims, so okay. either day be great, and afternoon, basically. And there's stuff tomorrow, too, right? Yep, yeah, tomorrow is basically the junior amateur competition. So this event's unique. They combine the amateurs with the pros so that, you know, the kids and the overcomers can see what's going on and help them. And it's just, uh, you know, it's pretty fun. So, Well, Ryan, uh, this is a great story. I, I, I mean, I... I... I didn't know you could go this uh, this deep with water skier and, and water skiing and make an incredible career uh, like you have out of it. I had no idea you could fly almost 80 meters <laughs> through the air. Yeah, I mean my goal my goal is 80 meters. So you're 77.4 is your record. And check it out. All right. <laughs> well, Ryan, thanks for coming on. And now, where are you living now? Before I let you go, are you still by Olds, or are you had to move to kind of keep your career going? Yeah, I'm in Florida most of the year in Palm Bay, Florida. And, uh, yeah, my wife's also also on the national team, so we live down there and train and coach and 
and uh, yeah, trying to get sunburned. <laughs> okay. Man, well, what a life you've had, man. Thanks for letting us know what it's like. All the best this weekend. Enjoy the Canadian Open. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That is Ryan Dodd checking in tonight. Man, that's what a cool story. So he, he grows up uh, near Olds. He, he becomes a competitive water skier, uh, doing distance jumping in his uh, late teens. He's been on the Canadian national team since then. He's won the last two world championships, and he'll be uh, competing at Shalom Park. As he said, uh, it's near Rabbit Hill, and uh, you can go check out the Canadian Open. Uh, just Google Canadian Open Water Skiing, worldwaterskiers.com, if you want a little more information. We're going to stick with the water theme. We're going to go to the Kinsmen for the Canadian Swimming Trials. Uh, Global's uh, Quinn Phillips is there taking some stuff in. Quinn, I, I know you were really excited about this event uh, coming to town. What, what, what did you just see here? What are some of the highlights tonight? Well, uh, all of it is exciting for me because I am an ex-swimmer myself, but um, we just had Penny Alexiak swim earlier tonight. Of course, she's a um, multi-Olympic medalist. Um, and she swam 100 free, which is the, the event that she won gold at the Olympics in. Um, she just had a nice smooth swim tonight, just wanted to make that pan pack team and, and finish first, and she did just that. Uh, the big highlight for me, though, is Kylie Moss. She's the world record holder in the 100-meter backstroke. I myself was a backstroker, so I obviously admire her quite highly, and uh, she just uh, swam a nice smooth 100 back. Um, she was actually under her world, or just over her world record split at the 50, but she didn't break that world record again. Okay, but so she was in control of the race then and and, and took the victory, so that's good. So, I mean, yeah. the, the, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to, she was probably about two seconds ahead of everybody, so she, she had very strong control of the race. <laughs> All right, I mean, so there are some, some, obviously some, I mean, you mentioned Penny Alexiak, one of the probably the biggest name in Canadian swimming right now. Uh, Moss, obviously, you mentioned the world record. So some big names. This is going on at the Kinsman through into the weekend. And uh, Richard Funk, uh, the Edmontonian, I mentioned this quickly earlier, but a, a great story for him because last night he was able to win the 100-meter breaststroke. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so exciting for him, and, and it's so great for Edmonton. He grew up swimming here, and uh, he's been in the sport for so long you know, I, I know that he's, he was coming up when I was still swimming. So even to see that he was here again and, and swimming, I was like, wow, this guy's got longevity. He's, it's, it's an amazing story. All right. Well, I know you want to get back to watching. Uh, you, you had a great swimming career, and you're in the middle of a great golfing <laughs> career as well, Quinn. Thanks for checking in tonight. You're too kind, Reed. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Quinn Phillips from the Global Television Sports Department. So, yeah, a lot going on at the Kinsman. So she saw two of the biggest names uh, in Canadian swimming, Alexiak and Moss, get their victories tonight. Edmonton's own Richard Funk uh, winning last night. We had him on the show earlier this week. So that continues uh, through the weekend at the Kinsman. It is 7.27. My goodness, the Riders have gone up 21-17 on Hamilton. They're in the third quarter. We'll keep you updated on that one. We have my buddy Evan Dom coming into studio. He's uh, working on a pretty cool golf project. We'll let you know what's going on with that. MD texting in uh, saying, Reed, uh, awesome interview with water skier Ryan Dodd. MD, we appreciate that. That was great to have him on the show. This has been a fun one. Take a quick timeout. We're back after the news. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet.
Killer. Oh, the Killer Dwarves. Oh, nice. Did you see I put a, a new song in the folder? I put a bunch in there too. I, I don't know if we're using the same folder anymore. Oh, really? Songs. Which one do you use? <laughs> Inside Sports Music. Does it does it have uh, the uh, highly suspect song on the top? I think we're using a different folder. I want to hear that one coming back too. Is it in there? It's not in there. Kellen's, I've, I've upset Kellen. <laughs> Sorry, I turned my mic off. <laughs> oh, he was, he was, he was talking to, to me with his mic turned off. That's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, the folder I got's got Ocean Pearl on top of it because I knew we had Matt in from uh, 5440 coming no, in tonight. To- so. This is a totally different uh, place I've been putting because I've been putting songs I want to hear in there. Oh. And we haven't been, oh, you made a new folder for Inside Sports Music? No, I want, but we need the other folder too. <laughs> the one that has the YouTube listings. Well, I guess I know uh, what's. We can we're use be doing this. We, we can use this. Yeah. Well, you've been recording all the songs instead of playing them off oh, YouTube. Oh yeah, you're well, a incredibly hard my, worker. And between myself okay. and Dustin Kaufman, who's another uh, he's a great studio guy. producer here. Go great into guy. Inside yeah. Sports Elements. Okay. And then the text file that says IS songs. Okay. I've added a new one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a great. Track. I see that. All right. Yeah, let's use that one too. All right. This is amazing. It's coming up. Well, you sh- Sorry, everybody. Usually we would have this conversation planning the show off air. Yeah. But yeah, it's, is it Friday? What day is it today? Thursday. It's Thursday. It feels like it should be Friday. The show has been so fun. Hey, K-Day it, starts tomorrow. It's about to get funner. Wasn't the parade today? No, tomorrow. I think the parade was today, Kellen. No, it was tomorrow. It was tomorrow. Or it is tomorrow, I should say. Time travelers now, too? <laughs> Where's Doctor Who and our TARDIS? I, I I'm pretty sure if you if, I'm pretty sure the parade was today. No, because Jalen and Andrew were pumping the parade coverage, which is we're gonna. Do you know Evan? Evan involved that too studio. and that stuff. I have no idea. What what just, just happened here? Taste what, of what's Edmonton going on? Started today. That's was, what it was. So yeah. is the parade tomorrow? Tomorrow at ten. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are, are you sure? You sound pretty sure for someone who a minute ago wasn't sure. I'm looking at all these <laughs> listings saying K-Day's parade starts tomorrow at okay, 10. So. so the parade is tomorrow. Yes. Taste of Edmonton started today. There you go. K-Day's is tomorrow. Do mm-hmm. we have a show tomorrow? Yes. All right. There's no football at hosting? all. Bye week. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm taking the day. This show has been so good. Even after 90 minutes, I want to take the day off. Parade is to, the parade is tomorrow. Big L yes. texted in. I believe him more than I believe you or myself. Has the parade always been on a Friday? Well, how many parades do you go to on Thursday, Reed? Come on. People I, don't well, go to parades I don't go on to Thursdays. Any parades. I used to go to the uh, Pembina Valley Days Parade in Evansburg. Well, that's pretty exciting. That was a heck of a parade. I could imagine some of the uh, vintage cars and celebrities that were in convertibles at that one. <laughs> they, and they used to throw candy. That's always big for kids. Kids Yeah, love do they candy. still do that do at parades, that? or is it too dangerous now in this world? The kids have to wear helmets if they go to parades? Oh, goggles. Candy hits you goggles. You got to wear goggles. Yeah, yeah, I always had glasses, sure. so yeah. I was fine. You were good. That was the, Except sometimes they'd throw peanuts, which I was allergic to, so I to, I'd have to pick out the candy, the mojos. <laughs> I just remember, does anybody know what a mojo is? Do they still have mojo candy? I have no idea what they the do. mojo is, but I think you just <laughs> lost it. Do they? You lived in uh, you lived in uh, Houston for a couple of years. Yes. Any, any junk food in the United States of America? No, no. <laughs> Lots of carrot sticks, uh, celery, <laughs> and broccoli in vending machines. Were actually. you were you exposed to any healthy food in the United States? <sighs> like, does everybody just get a can of pop when they walk into school? Well, I can tell you that the cafeteria at my high school was basically the greasiest place you could possibly find. You know, fried chicken, hamburgers. Uh, those were the go-tos. Well, that's fine. 
cafeteria food. You guys are growing. You were growing. Though. Yeah, there were some people who were growing in the wrong way, though, at that age, unfortunately. <laughs> But that's that's neither here nor there. Well, I'm embarrassed. I thought that I'm, I'm as someone who takes pride in being an Edmontonian and knowing generally what's going on in the city. I'm embarrassed. I thought the parade was today. I guess we would have covered it. I would think so. I mean, six thirty news talk the, sports. I very well could be assigned to cover the parade tomorrow and not even know. I hope they do assign you. It'll open your eyes to what a, a modern twenty first century <laughs> parade looks like. Are you saying the Pembina Valley Days parades in Evansburg weren't modern? Um, as modern as the telegraph was, I guess. 21-20, Saskatchewan leading Hamilton, uh, third quarter. Thursday night football in the Canadian Football League. Evan Dom is in studio. Uh, you are uh, a multi-talented man. We usually talk to you in your capacity uh, representing the Canada West Conference and all the exciting things going on there. Are there any university competitions that actually happen in the summer? Tennis, golf? Yeah, no, non-Canada West sports. Um, the tennis championships, I, I don't recall exactly when they were, but they're they're in the summer. They're, they're around used, the Rogers Cup. Sports championships they're right around okay. the Rogers Cup, uh, actually. So they host that in Toronto. Um, I know the Bears and the Pandas are going to that. Um, what else we got going on in the summer? Not a whole lot. It's pretty quiet in the university sport world, as you could imagine, with people away. Um, that being said, our season starts a lot earlier than it used to, and football training camp starts the middle of August, and that's basically the kickoff to our yeah. competitive season. They give they give out some uh, year-end awards, too, in the off-season, but we don't have to talk about that right now. Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling about... Uh, now, you, through, you're obviously uh, Rob Dom's your dad, so through his coaching, you, you've been a well-traveled uh, younger... when you were a younger man, before you were a man. Uh, but you were born in Saskatchewan, so you 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 are a Riders fan. How are you how are you feeling about this year's team? Uh, it's been an interesting season so far, Reed. I mean, Chris Jones has uh, blessed us with a lot of storylines in Ryderville. Uh, some of them we'd prefer not to have. Um, when you have two quarterbacks every game, you have no quarterback every game. So it's been a little bit frustrating to watch that play out. And I say that as they continue to lead in a football game, so they found a way to win. It did, this, the game was not going well till the third quarter. No, it wasn't. Chris Jones is really mad. It's like, oh, he just used the F word. I think he's, uh, he's asking someone, can I uh, undo my collar? He, like, he's, I, I've never understood the four-button collar. It's just bizarre. And me. he likes the color black, too. He's a big fan of black. I mean, I'll tell you a secret, Reed. Uh, I grew up mainly in Edmonton. Uh, my dad's family is all from Saskatchewan, so I was kind of clueless as a child. Most kids are clueless. They have no idea <laughs> well, what's going on. So, so I went to Commonwealth Stadium, went to Eskimo Games with my dad and, and friends as a kid and, you know, just enjoyed the game and kind of turned into an Eskimo fan as a young lad. And then as I matured, and as you do, you come to your senses on certain things. Oh, here we and go. You transition okay. uh, your allegiances. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm an Eskimo season ticket holder. I would consider myself still a fan of of the organization. Mike Riley is actually my favorite player in the league. Well, he's a very good player. I mean, I'd even say he's an excellent player. Yeah, he's an excellent player. So I, Riders are are top on my depth chart, but the Eskimos are a close second, and the Eskimos get a lot more money from me. So I guess it depends on how you count a fan, what Chris, tier they Chris, are. Chris Jones is a curious individual. Strange, bizarre. You'd go yeah. that far, eh? <laughs> Well, I mean, he's a foot. At, he's, at a, least, he's a defensive savant as a coach. Yeah, I'd go that far. At least his approach with his quarterbacks has been bizarre this season. That doesn't make any sense. Reed. He didn't like, get. On. He didn't get one until this year. And you know, I like Kalaros, but I mean, I I have to kind of quit pumping his tires because he keeps getting hurt. So if he doesn't play, you can't evaluate him. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, he had a couple of very good seasons in Hamilton, and then 
fell off the face of the earth to a certain degree last season with the injuries and just how Hamilton's year went. But he headed into the season thinking that he was going to have a bit of a bounce back campaign. Um, and then obviously the injury bug hits. And then you got to make a decision. Who's your second guy? I mean, uh, 2A well, and 2B be doesn't work. No. No, absolutely not. It, it should be bridge. There's no but, question. But, but his philosophy... I mean, somebody texted this in, you know, saying that, you know, Moss doesn't pay. Somebody said, they, I can't remember what it was, but something like, well, Moss doesn't pay enough attention to the defense. Well, Moss has an experienced defensive coordinator. He's also the offensive coordinator. I think he's happy to, to give Benavides a lot of the reins, but Moss is still the head coach. But, and look, Jones had a 14-4 and team here that won the Grey Cup. But it was even, I mean, I had uh, a couple offensive linemen, uh, Tony Thompson and DeAnthony Batista, in during that year. Or I had them shortly after they won the Great Cup, and I said, like, did you guys just run f- the same four offensive plays all year? And they <laughs> laughed and said, well, but yeah, pretty much. Like, we sometimes suggest new plays in practice, and if they didn't work right away, Coach Jones would just say, no, we're not doing it. Like, That's Jones's philosophy. philosophy is have a good returner, which is a great philosophy, have a defense that tries to... That, that's what the text was, that the, the Eskimos don't try to create enough turnovers. Well, I think they're trying. Maybe Jones had a more aggressive mentality with it. But I, I, I really feel Jones's offensive mentality is don't screw up. And here's a kick return touchdown for the Riders as we're talking about how they score to go up 27-20. Unbelievable. As we're talking about the special teams, they run he, one back. He wants his offense to play it safe and not lose them the game and hope that his defense or his special teams makes one big play in the course of a game, and generally with points, like we just saw there with the punt return, to win. That, that's that's his equation, and it's been relatively successful over the course of his career as a head coach in the CFL. But I'll tell you one thing, watching this offense so far this season, it's atrocious. And, like, let's be honest, seeing punt returns for touchdowns is awesome. Seeing an interception that's returned three yards it's kind of a meh play compared to a touchdown offensively. Like, we just want to see points, Reed. That, right. That's what fans want to see. And to be honest with you, I just want, I want, to, see shoot, I want to see a shootout every time. You're not going to get that with the Chris Jones team because their defense is too good and their offense is too, uh, too safe. But, hey, they, they're, they're winning. But again, and again, he, he, he won a great cup here, and they were 14-4, and four, and they're, they're, the best game they played that year was the West Final. I mean, they pretty much obliterated Calgary. Calgary got window-dressing yeah. points at the end of the game. Uh, but, but even that year, like we've seen this year, they, they fell behind early a lot. And yep. and you know needed Riley and some big plays. Now, he 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 did have that philosophy where he would take a shot on offense, right? Like you know what Walker would would get the deep ball and, and Stafford had a big West final. But a lot of the offense was let's not turn it over, get some field position, and and then see if we can wear down teams that way. Anyway, he's 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 an interesting. He's an he has interesting philosophies as a coach, and, and he is an interesting guy just in terms of the way he. Deals with people. We'll 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 say that. Uh, Richard says, uh, "Love the mojos." Somebody else says, "You can still buy mojos at a couple of specialty stores in Yeg." Uh, another texture says, "Banana and chocolate were my favorite mojos. I remember them for one cent." And adds, "By the way, the parade is always July twentieth." Well, that's not true. It's always the Friday. I don't. I don't think it's always July twentieth. Like I said. There's I think no there's, parades there's that are on Thursdays. There's a lot of misinformation about the parades. Some of it coming from me. Most of it coming from you. Well, yes. all <laughs> Inside parades with Reed Wilkins. This is not inside parades. This is uh, inside sports. Thankfully, I'm not a parade expert. Or I'm not trying to be. 
because I, I would have failed miserably. I didn't brush up on my parade trivia at all before I came here. I feel like I'm but totally the parade lost. is not always July. It's not tied to a date. It's tied to the first Friday of the of the uh, what do you call it? The fair. I was going to call it the Expe- festival. The expos- exhibition. Exposition. Exposition. Exhibition of expositions. <laughs> Kevin Dom is uh, in studio. So you're also doing this Wild Rose golf blog. So what made you want to do that? Well, I mean, I wanted to combine two things that I am passionate about, and that's writing and golf. Um, And there weren't a lot of people who were contacting me to do that for money, so I decided, hey, I'm just going to start a blog um, about golf in Alberta, and, and more specifically about the courses that I play and, you know, the experience that I have at these different courses, because Quite frankly, Reed, I'm, I'm not a good enough golfer to give people pro tips. Uh, I'm not an insider when it comes to the PGA or, you know, the McKenzie Tour or anything like that. Uh, I'm just a guy who's passionate about playing golf and sharing the love of golf. And quite frankly, anybody who plays the game can share their experience and their thoughts on the courses they play. And that's the one thing that we all have in common is we're all going to different courses and we're seeing different holes and different conditions and all those type of things. And um, it's something that I felt comfortable writing about and sharing about and that's kind of where it started in the in the spring evan will let us know where he's been playing this summer when we get back inside sports on 6 30 chat this is inside sports with reed wilkins on edmonton sports leader 6 30 chat all right i, I appreciate that uh texture uh, texting back saying uh, i stand corrected it always starts the second last friday of july there we go, for the K-Days Parade. Formerly, what was it? Formerly the Edmonton ex- ex- Exhibition? The X, the Capital X. Capital X. And before that, Klondike Days, which is what it should still be called. K-Days is so so much hipper, Reed. Is I mean, it really? The kids just love just, the letter K. They love K. letters. <laughs> Stop giving us words, we just want letters. Just, well, because they don't have the attention span for entire words. I didn't listen to the last half of that sentence, but I, I agree. Uh, See, now this texture, I don't know who this is. They didn't put their name on it. And the uh, exhibition always opens at noon on the Friday. I looked online this time and set off my brain. Well, that's good. I should have... The the internet has many answers. Maybe I should start having a pre-K days parade on the Thursday. You just want to do it around the offices here? I'll just walk down Jasper Ave. Just It'll by be yourself? more of a pub crawl, really. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you would get some listeners to join you, I'm sure. I probably would. That'd be fun. Yeah. The initial Inside Sports pub crawl. The Thursday slash, before. Slash pre-K-Days parade parade. <laughs> yeah. That'd be K-Days great. K-Days probably wouldn't let me use K-Days in the market. You could use Klondike Days. I, I could use Klondike Days. That's <laughs> there right. You go. No one else is using it. I could have a Klondike Days parade. I could dress Throwback Thursday, attire. too. It'd be throwback. It'd be a Thursday. throwback Thursday. There you go. Klondike days. Inside sports pub call. Twenty nineteen. That's what's happening. Put it in one your calendar. Day. Second last Thursday in July. Might not be July nineteenth. No, it won't be July nineteenth. Not next year, but eventually it will be again. Eventually, the cycle of the calendar, the sands of time. <laughs> well, uh, what's the score? Twenty-eight twenty. Yeah. Start of the fourth for Saskatchewan. They're gonna win again. They're gonna find a way. We're going to clumsily win a football game. Not the clumsy. two-headed quarterback monster. Who's playing right now? I don't even know who's in the game. Bridge was still in, I thought. but The other guy is not good. Oh, what's his Watford? name? Watford? I mean, he might be good someday. I'm just saying right now he's not good. Yeah, he's he can run. He's, a, he's, he's a good scrambler and he moves well, but 
Um, Bridge is the guy, I think, when Caleros isn't around. And we already got one listener saying he'd walk in the parade with us. Because you're in it, too. Uh, yeah, I'd be in it. It's kind of your idea. I should be the inaugural parade marshal. <laughs> I think you will be the parade marshal. There you go. And uh, Lars, who texted in, could be... What else do they have in parades? I don't know the position. Would, would Lars dress as Klondike Kate? Would he be the first reborn Cl- uh, Klondike Kate? He could be, if he wanted to. Let's see. I mean, we got a, we got a year to plan. Yeah, exactly. That's, the, that's our advantage. Exactly these are the these are the initial seeds of the plant. Right, we're that's just right. spitballing right now. Yeah, we're just we'll, we're just writing stuff on the whiteboard. We'll polish it up by the time we get to this point next season. Uh, all right. So you, you're doing the Wild Rose Golf Blog. Evan Dom joining us in studio. So you've been play, how many courses has he played? You've been going all over the province already. Uh, I think I've there. I think there's 13 reviews on the blog right now. There's three in the hopper that I need to get up there as well. Um, so I'm about uh, 16 courses. A couple that I haven't reviewed yet that I've I've played a couple of times. So I'm I'm right around 20 courses I guess for the season so far, which. I guess is is decent for the point we're at. I'd like to play uh, certainly a couple of more before we get to uh, the busy time of my my day job um, in the middle of August there into early September. But so no. when you write about a course, are you writing your experience? Are you giving it a positive or a negative review? Like wh- which well, is it? you know, it's funny because somebody who's a frequent reader of the blog, there aren't very many, but there's a few. They messaged me and they said, "It seems like you like every golf course you play." And I kind of politely said, I'm not generally going to go spend my own money, which is this has all been on my own dime so far, aside from one, you know, a couple comp rounds. I'm not going to spend my own money to go play at a course that I'm anticipating being garbage. Like, I, I want to go and play courses that I think I'm going to enjoy. There's been a couple of times where I've gone and it hasn't been at the level that I anticipated. Uh, but generally, it's a pretty pretty positive outlook on the courses because they've all been uh, generally in good condition and I've enjoyed my time there. Um, You know, I've liked some to varying degrees and the way that the posts are structured, it's not so much, okay, here's a rating out of 10 on the greens and here's a rating out of 10 on uh, the layout and that sort of thing. It's it's snapshot. It's very quick. It's some background on the course. It's my impressions of the first hole. It's an imp- my thoughts on my favorite hole in the front nine, favorite hole in the back, finishing hole, and then closing thoughts where I sort of summarize my overall experience at the course. So that's that's the general layout. Um, All right. How do people find it? Wildrosegolf.com. That's easy. And, and you're on Twitter? WildRose underscore golf uh, on Twitter because some strange person took WildRose Golf already and doesn't use that uh, account. So if you want to sell it to me, I'll buy it for $5. And uh, WildRose Golf on Instagram. Okay, we got to finish this parade thing. So I have had a couple people text me with this clarity, including Dale McMillan, who is the well-known photographer, who you'll see him on the sidelines for Eskimos games. He took that great photo of McDavid's puck right. in the net with Jonathan Quick when the goal wasn't allowed. He's, he's always taken orders, does tons. Of, we've, we've had him on the show. He's done World Cups. Uh, this is what uh, specifically Dale wrote me. Hey, Reed, the parade is on the Friday now, but in the past, it was on the Thursday when K-Days used to start. It was switched just a few years ago, so the fair could end on a Sunday as a 10-day fair. I know this as I have covered the fair for Northlands for the past 20-plus years. And uh, somebody else texting me in that the parade was always on Thursday before when K-Days started on Thursday. So I did remember something about a Thursday parade. 
So I was totally off base when I said Thursdays aren't for parades. And somebody else that texted in that it's it's bad, it's bad luck to have uh, parades on Thursday. Well, apparently they don't do it for anymore. For Klondike days it was because it <laughs> changed the day. But it's opened up the Thursday slot for us, and we're happy about it. We'll take it and run. Thank, thank you to everybody who uh, participated in the show by texting and or listening tonight. Incredible show. We had Matt Johnson from 5440. Devin Komarniski from the Bissell Center. Remember the Drop Your Gaunch uh, campaign to uh, get new underwear to the homeless in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich from Oilers Now. Alberta Amateur Golf Champ AJ Armstrong. Quinn Phillips had an update from the Canadian Swim Trials. World Champion Water Skier Ryan Dodd was on the show and Evan Dom in studio. It is 28-20 Saskatchewan with 28 minutes uh, with uh, 10 minutes left in Hamilton. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, the the studio producer of the show. The producer is the vacationing Dave Campbell. My name is Reed Wilkins. Hope you have a great night. I will speak with you tomorrow. The 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.